listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tbcweb.com. I am so happy to be with you, and I'm happy to be with all of you that are also viewing us online. It's just a privilege and an honor to be able to minister here in this place. And I want to begin by actually sharing a thought and an idea with you before we actually go to our scripture that we're going to be listening to God speak to us from tonight. And the idea is this, that in your life, when you encounter Jesus, one of the first things he wants to talk to you about is a destination. He wants to get all of us to a destination. But you can't get to a destination if you don't have a direction. So if you're driving your car and you get lost because you don't have the directions right, and you can't have directions unless you make the right decisions. And when you don't make the right decisions, what happens? You pay stupid tax. All right, so join me in the reading of the scripture tonight as we go to God's word. John chapter 5, verse 1 through 14 says, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, on which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. And here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to be made well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when, I'm, when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured, and he picked up his mat and walked. Now, the day on which this took place was the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and the law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said, Pick up your mat and walk. And so they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? And the man who was healed had no idea who it was. For Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him in the temple and said, See, you are well again. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. Amen. Come on, say amen. amen. Okay, I need a little interaction here. Okay, I've been through COVID. All right. I got the results of COVID. I need a little love. So here's a guy who actually, you know, the, the place that is described to us, here is a place 
near the temple. It's in the vicinity of the temple. It's not in the area of the worship. It's not in the area of the Holy of Holies. It's not in the area of the holy place, but it's actually on the outskirts of the temple, and people knew that if they came in the vicinity that they could possibly get healed. And it says there was a multitude of people who were there. And these people were into three categories. They were blind. They were paralyzed. And they were lame. Blindness is when you can hear about things that you can't see. So they could hear about stuff, but they couldn't see it. Sometimes we hear about stuff, and we hear what God is doing in someone else's life, but we just can't see it. And then it says that he was paralyzed. Paralyzed is where you're all the way down, you can't move, you're still alive, you're still breathing, you still got some of your senses going, but your legs and your arms are not working. And so you can see things that you can't get to. You can see stuff, but you don't seem to be able to get to it. Something is keeping you from God's best for you. And then lameness is, you know, I got this. <laughs> you know, the old leg just ain't working like it's supposed to. I can't move the way that I'm supposed to be able to move. This is all about maximizing your potential. And all these people was in this place, and it was a known fact that at certain times an angel would come down and trouble the waters, and the first person that got into the waters would actually get healed. And then we find this guy. I hope I don't mess you guys up here. But then we find this guy laying down. And Jesus said, he'd been down here for 38 years. You know what 38 years is? It's a generation. It's a generational problem. I don't know if his mom and daddy were by the pool too. I don't know. But for 38 years, he was stuck in the same place. Now listen, this ain't from God. This is from me. Let's just say, for the sake of the illustration, that he was six inches from the pool. In 38 years, if he made an inch a year, In six years, he could have threw himself in the pool. Come on, shout amen, somebody. I got on the floor for this. So Jesus walks up to this man and he says, do you want to be made well? Now, listen, this is a strange question coming from Jesus. Because first of all, doesn't God know that everybody want to be better?
come on now, let me go to this side. Doesn't God know that everybody want to be better? You sure? He said, do you want to be made well? Let me ask the question a different way. Do you want the responsibility that will come with wholeness? If I give you your legs back, what are you going to do with them? If I give you your hands, what are you going to do with them? If I restore to you the youth of your life, what will you do with it? And if I give you your heart back, if I take the toxic things out of your heart that are keeping you from maximizing yourself, what will you do with your heart? Let me ask the question a different way. Do you want the responsibility that comes with wholeness? Because wholeness has a responsibility that comes with it. And there's a lot of people that want a better mat. Let me make it real for you. Can you, can you give me a glass of ice water? Listen. Can you move me over so that the sun is hitting me just right so I can continue to work on this tall, dark, and handsome tan I got? <laughs> See, as long as I got this, I got an excuse. See, I can't help you out. I, I can't get over there, man. You need a ride? I can't help you. I can't move. Sometimes... The things that we carry around in our life become an excuse. Jesus walks up to him and says, do you want to be made well? And he immediately says, I don't have anybody to help me get into the pool. Every time I try to get in, somebody jumps in in front of me. He answered the question by making an excuse. And when you make too many excuses... You become a victim. And you develop a victim's mentality. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to deal with whatever's happened to you. If you've had some injurious thing that's happened to you, of course it needs to be dealt with. But you don't want that to become a permanent part of your identity. You don't want to become a victim. Because a victim now is seeing their eyes always through the victimizer. And I want you to know that God wants more for you than you want for yourself. And to do that, Jesus is going to confront you. Now, Jesus walks up to this man and he says, do you want to be, do you want to be made well? Listen. Who walks up to a paralyzed person and asks them, do they want to get up? I mean, he's not politically correct. If he did it today, they'd be calling the ACLU and all kinds of groups on <laughs> But let me tell you something about God, and I want to give you a principle. And a principle is a thing a principle is not something that you apply to your life. A principle is something that applies itself to you. 
God never asked a creature to do something that he didn't already build the ability for the creature to do it inside the creature. God never makes a command on us to do anything that he didn't already build the ability inside the creature to do. So when Jesus asked him to get up, he knew that getting up was in him the whole time. But you can be so invested in laying down that you totally forget how to get up. Listen to me, church. It's time for us to get up. God's got some stuff for you. It's time to get up. It's time for us to get up. So he gets up. It's interesting that when he got up, no faith healers came around. He didn't go to the crusade and get up. As a matter of fact, this is described as one of the miracles in John, but I'm having trouble finding the miracle in it. Now, it is a miracle that he got up, but actually, Jesus didn't lay hands on him. Okay? As a matter of fact, later on in the chapter, they asked him, who told you to get up? And he said, a man told me to get up. He didn't even know it was Jesus. And I want you to know that getting up is in us. Getting up is in us. We have the ability to help each other get up. You got the Spirit of God on the inside of you, and getting up is in each one of us. That's why small groups are important, because getting up is in each one of us. That's why ministering to each other is important, because getting up is in each one of us. That's why praying with one another is important, because getting up is inside of each one of us. And even if you don't know how to get somebody up, then walk by somebody so that they can see what walking looks like. So he gets up, and he heads toward the temple. And then the music changes. Amen. You know the music was going to change. We had to have some stupid tax in here, right? I think it's a little bit of stupid tax to lay there for 38, 38 years. But then the music changes because the Pharisees come along and say, hey, man, this ain't a getting up day. Okay? You shouldn't be getting up today. <laughs> you should pick another day to get up. <laughs> Don't get up today. And by the way, who told you to get up anyway? Because I want you to know that when you decide to be all that God wants you to be, not everybody's going to clap. Not everybody's going to be happy. You got some friends right now that don't want you to move from right where you're at because as long as you stay where you're at and she stays where she's at and he stays where he's at and this group of people stay right here and that group will stay right there, the world is always as it's supposed to be. And the minute somebody get up, everything gets disrupted. Amen. Yeah, I got up a long time ago, and it messed everything up. I said, uh, what are you doing up? You know, um, I'm going to tell you a little story. I started at Mel Trotter many, many years ago. 
And when I started there, they didn't have a lot of programming. And I created a drug rehab program and a program to meet people where they were at. And I decided, you know what? We're going to end homelessness for people. And so I had, at that time, we had a whole lot of people that was on the disability system. And they weren't disabled. They were just former drug addicts. And I had been a former drug addict, and I thought, I'm not disabled. Why do they have to be disabled? God's not a respecter of persons. So I created a program, and I started getting these people jobs and getting them lives and getting them into housing and getting them in this. And I got a call from the social—from the—I won't tell you where I got a call from, but somebody called me and said, who do you think you are? <laughs> said, who you, who you think you are? These people deserve this money. I said, that ain't no money you're giving to them. They deserve real money. They need jobs. They need careers. They need to learn how to open their own business and make some real money. And they got so mad with me, and she says, well, you got a lot of nerve. And I thought, well, you got a lot of nerve, too. But I didn't say anything. (laughs) Everybody don't want you to get up. Everybody don't want you to move forward. Everybody don't want you to choose a destination that might be beyond the destination that they have right now. Misery loves comfort, okay? But you got to look at and say, what does God have for me? And am I exhausting all that God has for me right now? Am I taking advantage of everything that God has for me? And all you got is today. What are you going to do with today? What are you going to do with tomorrow? What are you going to do with the days that God gives to you? And how are you going to maximize God's presence in your life to be all that he created you to be? And to do that, you got to get up. You got to get up. So, the religious leader said, who told you to get up? He says, I don't know. A man did. Because Jesus had slipped away, and he didn't know. He didn't know that it was Jesus. A lot of people have said to me, well, he got up because Jesus told him to get up. No, he didn't get up because Jesus told him to get up. He got up because that was the first person that ever told him to get up. Listen, there's somebody in your family that you need to help get up. There's somebody in your family that you need to help get up. There's a loved one that's depending on you to speak some words of life to them and to help them get up. So later Jesus found him in the temple and he said, see, You're well. Stop sinning. Or something worse may happen to you. Listen. It's stupid tax to be paralyzed when you don't have to be. It's stupid tax to be lame when you don't have to be lame. It's stupid tax 
to be blind when you don't have to be blind. But to do something different, you've got to make a decision. And that decision cannot just be based on past experiences. He had 38 years of past experiences. He had a routine. He had a day. And he had a this is the way it is. And this is always the way it is. And this has always been the way it has been for me. He had a victim's mentality. Listen, we don't have to live that way. Jesus confronts us and says, I have come to give you life and that more abundantly. But when Jesus calls us, and he's calling us right now, when Jesus calls up, you got to get up and pick up your mat and walk a different way. The reason why you want to pick your mat up is because you don't want to have to ever be able to fall back there. Somebody's going to take your spot. There's going to be plenty blind, lame, and paralyzed people in this world. But I'm telling you right now, we don't have to be those people. We need to be the people who are changing the world. We need to be the people who are the light of the world. We need to be the people who are the promise of the world and the hope of the world. And the world is crying out for some hope right now. Let us be those people. Let's get up and let's head out to the temple and worship God. Amen? Amen? All right. So would you join me in a word of prayer? Lord, we just want to thank you that you love us and you know us right where we're at. And you care about us right where we are at. And you work with us right where we are at. So no matter where we're at on this journey, whether we're by the pool or whether we're the man or whether we're on our way to the temple or whether we're in the temple worshiping, you've still got more for us. And so, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you always want more for your children than your children want for themselves. And so I pray, Father, that you will use this community right here, and you'll use these people that are online right now, that you will speak to their hearts in such a way that we will be the people who not only get up, but we get the people up around us. We get our loved ones up. We get our children up. We get our communities up. We'll be the people that transform this world. That's what we pray, Lord, and we thank you for it, and we give you the praise and the glory. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, folks. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tvcweb.com.